Welcome to Pushing Dirt. I'm Camilla Ranson, and this is your one-stop shop for everything real estate, whether it's buying, selling, renting, development, city planning, interior design, architecture, the history of architecture, homelessness, feng shui, real estate agents, and the odd but necessary ghost hunting. It all applies, and you don't want to miss it. Welcome to Pushing Dirt, the podcast on everything real estate. I'm your host, Camilla Ranson, and today I have a very interesting guest. I'm very excited to have him here. His name is Sergio, and he is a feng shui practitioner, a feng shui master, and we're going to get into it today um, because it's just such a fascinating... I mean, people on this podcast know that I am... I'm very, I love feng shui. I try to do it at home as much as I can. And then I'm suddenly like, oh no, should I move that? Or, But Sergio will be able to tell me today. <laughs> no. um, welcome, Sergio. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? <laughs> good, um, good. We almost got into it before the, just into the whole podcast, before the podcast, because I get so obsessed with this stuff. Um Sergio has a long history and a very interesting um, way of getting into feng shui. So I don't want to botch anything <laughs> by starting to tell my version of it. So tell me, what what got you into this? Because I think feng shui is not something you're like, uh, should I do law or feng shui? Feng shui is something that you're called to, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, yes. Um, so this is how it is. Uh, I grew up with feng shui. My family... Uh, we practice feng shui, you know, pretty much every day. So it's one of those things um, that I grew up with. It's very much ingrained in me, you know, but I never, ever thought of I would become uh, doing feng shui professionally, uh, you know, like now, um, you know, just like anyone else, you know, I took my own journey. Um, I was uh, in uh, project management before for uh, 20 years. And uh, <clears throat> when I was doing project management, um, I would incorporate feng shui uh, principle into every project I did. And um, at the time, the company, they usually call me a uh, feng, uh, feng shui manager just because. Oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because they have very little knowledge of, you know, why. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I guess one day, uh, a few years back when I got married to my spouse and um, it was kind of like at the uh, very uh pivotal moment in my life and and i decided to do function i mean i decided to go back to school to really take it seriously and um with my encouragement of my uh, my husband my mom they're like just go for it you know it's meant to be so yeah. yeah so i went to school i followed different uh really well-known masters in asia you mm -hmm. know um, it was a long journey, you know, so yeah, I am. <laughs> so where did you go to school? And I know there are many, not many, but there are different kinds of feng shui as far as I understand it, right? There's yeah. certain, they, they're called different things, the different sort of ways that you do it. There are people who do it one way with it and there are people, I, I think I know which way you're doing, but I'd rather have you say it than me going. And then there's one of the mathematics, you know, like I would rather have you explain it in a true way. Yes. Um, so with, you know, my, the knowledge I grew up with, and I just want to, you know, put everything together. Like, yeah, you know, please. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, I chose to go to the school in, uh, in Oakland at the time, and it was really good school. Um, but um, after that, it would, it, 
at the school, it allows me to really uh, connect with different uh, amazing, amazing, um, you know, uh, masters uh, in Asia. Okay. And through that, I was really, really able to really get in depth uh, with, for example, what my grandma's taught me once when I was a little girl when I was a little boy and I was able to really connect it, all the dots together, you know, like, oh, wow, wow. Why uh, we should do, why the house should be set up certain ways. For example, when we look for real estate, why well, we should choose certain houses oh, wow. over yeah. certain houses, you know, and it applied to different people, to different uh, age, to different uh, lifestyle, you know, um, it's very, very in depth. And Feng Shui has been around for 4,000 years, basically. Right. You know? Yeah. So there's many different type of uh, uh, formula, uh, technique and principle. And yes, there are many different schools. Right. But in, uh, mainly, there's something called classical Feng Shui. Uh, just within classical Feng Shui, there are like 14 different type of uh, uh, schools. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And if you... If you're a feng shui practitioner, work for professionally, you'll need to know at least half of those schools. Okay. All right. So, so you do, you can't just like, I'm going to pick one and because it's just, also, I'm, I'm assuming you get interested in all of it. You can't not be interested if, if you're, and also when you are a little boy and doing this, not really knowing necessarily, I mean, people will call it gut instinct. People call it a design eye, you know, and you just sort of knew. And I think that's when you're truly called to do something. And um, I mean, I get it with how I can sometimes will walk into a house like that. I think I'm going to buy and be like, never, never. And I just have to get out because there's something in there that I can't, I don't know, but I'm not going to be there. Or I'll walk into a friend. I've never been to the house before and everything. And, and I'll walk in and be like, Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. You know? Um, so, so tell me about the different, schools and how you work so um i'm just gonna pick up three most popular schools now okay right. that most uh practitioners uh do for for example residential function you know because there's all the other type of school that um the and technique that we use mm -hmm. for like you know business and for oh let's say it's a real estate developer they want to uh, build up uh uh, houses or something and we need to look at the proper location do you do that a lot do you do that a lot here yes yes i um i help a lot of clients to uh to look for new houses or right. when they bought a new house they feel something's off and they will invite me to their home and i would um go to their home and you know and help them gain clarity of why um they feel certain ways and how i see it is because sometimes you know, I remember my mom and my grandmother told me this before. We don't choose the house. The house uh, choose us. We, on this part, we've said that. So it's so funny that you're you're saying that because we've had I've had a different guests on where we've had that conversation where it, this is a real estate podcast. And more than anything, we've had these kinds of conversations of like, I felt drawn to or I knew, you know, I just knew and and all of them as well, like, like, you know, people talk about feng shui as that thing that you add to when you buy a house that adds value. It's another thing that adds value. And I'm from Europe, you know, and it has, it hasn't quite caught on in that way. And I know for a fact that it will. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, and yes. that's what I also love about America. It's like when they see something work, they're going to do it again. 
you know? <laughs> and yes. um, so tell me about the business thing, because I also heard, and I might be wrong about this, but um, when the Grove here in Los Angeles was built, I think it was feng shui'd. Like to like, I think the the address comes up to a nine or something. I was just sort of, you know, and it's. I think it, there was a whole thing, and I could be very wrong. Um, but so you do a lot of. Is that what you started like doing businesses that literally wanted to like do better? Yes, absolutely. Um, I do both uh, commercial. I mean, commercial feng shui and uh, residential feng shui, and. Um, it really depending on different kind of approach that the clients want, you know, and how much, how funny you mentioned on the growth, they are a lot of, um, and I don't want to mention which one they are. Okay. No, 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 uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. There are quite a few, uh, casinos in Las Vegas. Uh -huh. Okay. That they had feng shui masters, quote unquote masters from Asia to help them to select the site or to, uh, choose the, uh, facing direction of the casino for the most auspicious, uh, to bring the most auspicious energy. Um, and there's a couple of them was actually uh, my, one of my teachers, okay? This amazing, amazing, you know, guy with amazing wisdom. Uh, he's no longer with us, but uh, he was one of, he, he was involved with one of those few projects, yeah. How did it then come about when you were, um, when you're working at an office and how did, how did it start when you like, wouldn't, I, mean, I don't know what you did, if you moved a plant or you told, how did people take it? Were they open? They must have been open to it when you are suddenly the feng shui person at a, at a business, you know. But um, how did how did it come about that you introduced it? Uh, so uh, let's say if it's uh, an office, okay. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, an office, a lot of times, is part of the uh, business building, okay. Yeah. Or a shopping center or yeah. whatnot, okay. Yeah. And I really, my first approach is to look at the general area mm -hmm. of that. Uh, building and see how the uh, the overall energy of the neighborhood that brings to the building, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of times there's we have no control of the external external factors. Right. So I would meet with a client and see which uh, spot they have in their office. Okay, and if they sitting at a particular office, then I would go in, into more of a micro level and see how the relationship of their own office versus the office that he worked in mm. versus the building. Yes, you know? yeah. And then we would work from there. Okay. But mostly the floor plan is really crucial, you know, because it's, it's, feng shui is nothing, um, uh, it's, a lot of people think it's super, superstition, but it's really not. No. We look at practical level first. Oh, how is your office set up? Is it practical? Does it have ergonomical uh, flows to it? Okay. Do you feel exposed too much? Are you protected? Uh, you know, because yeah. there's all different kind of office politics, office politics. You know, we had to play and, you know, and we had to, you know, it's, it's things like that. So right. that's something I looked at first. Okay. We need to feel nourished and protected uh, within our own environment. Doesn't matter if it's office, retail business or home, you know, and then when we feel protected, we can definitely cultivate um, positive energy from it. Right. And of course, yeah. there's no perfect feng shui. Everything in life, in the Chinese uh, philosophy, nothing is perfect in this world. You know, right. it's always, you know, uh, opposite of everything. You know, we live in the duality of 
everything, you know. So there are fixes for like, let's say you have a house that's off, you know, you, you, you come in, like, are there fixes for stuff like that? Like I, I'm, is it something, is it better if it's completely square or is there like, can you not have certain corners or, and let's say people do, let's say people live in a triangular house. Is there like a fix for that? Yes, of course. When someone lives in a triangular house, right? And mm-hmm. you mentioned a really, uh, uh, a, this is a great point because triangular in Feng Shui is not the most uh, practical shape. Right. You know, and then we need to think outside of the box and figure out how can we make it practical first? You know, and after we make it practical, mm-hmm. how can we bring the external energy into right. the home right. and take a nourishing? Right. And, um, so there's another feng shui that people practice in this country. It's called uh, uh, Western feng shui. Uh-huh. And that isn't necessarily part of the classical feng shui. That's more uh, the history of that feng shui. Uh, it's much uh, shorter. You know, it was right. invented in uh, 1986, you know. Um, so classical feng shui is very different because right. it's about um, individual energy right. to individual home. We are all different. Right. It's like taking us, uh, you know, a pair of shoes or uh, an outfit, you know. Yeah. So uh, feng shui, I always tell people that, hey, you know, it's very, very uh, personal. You know, it's not one size fits all, you know. Right. So Which what if there's like, um, because I'm really just asking, you know, it's going to be a very um, clumsy question, but I know that there are numbers that fit certain people and as the years change the numbers whether they fit you or not change and what if you have two people who's who who need two different things who are living in a house together who need two different things is that does that ever happen of course you know so (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's first of all once again we always look at the uh i always uh, my clients ask me the same question too, like mom and dad, uh, grandmother, and then kids. You know, right. all live in the same household. You know, right. how do we make it more? Um, uh, how do we make it functional for everybody? Okay, right. and of course we had to look at look at different individual, and I mean look at the house first, okay, and look at where they function. You know, uh-huh. each individual, they're at different stage in their life. We need to. Um, look at how that particular environment suits them. You know, an environment suits uh, the grandkid may not be suitable for grandparents because right. they have different stage in their life. You know, um, mom and dad, they're usually the, uh, the breadwinner of the family. You know, uh-huh. so we really want to focus on, you know, mom and dad. Right. Uh, in a really, uh, because a lot of time kids, they are, when they're so little, they really, really uh, need that you know, nourishment and protection from the parents. Right. You know? Yeah. And with little kids, I usually focus on their health. Oh, yeah. You know, their overall well-being. Yeah. Their, uh, what I mean, health, not just physical health, but right. overall health. You right. know, I focus on their overall health. Yeah. It's not about, oh, making money. No, right. it's not about, you know? Well, I mean, like health is so many things. And I love that you're also using the term, you, you say practical and then you say nourishment. And I love those two things together because like usually when someone goes practical, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I'm not a practical person, you know. But like when you say it with nourishment, that's such a beautiful connection between 
the practical application of something, which, you know, all of us are surrounded by practical things that are now, you know, like to help us and everything. But the nourishment from a lot of things is missing. And yes. that's what I like in terms of feng shui. You go, it's practical. You, you, what's the practical thing here? And where's the nourishment? And that's something we're literally in the middle of discussing as a, as a, in the world as a whole, because the technology is so practical <laughs> and then it's not always super nourishing, you know, and I say that with all due respect, because I love technology, but I also know when I'm in areas of things that I'm just like, why, why have you spent this much time, you know? And so I like the idea of nourishing a house and nourishing the people within it. You know, that's usually the last thing you think about when, or you're not even, I mean, you're not conditioned to think about that. If you're looking at a house or something, is is this, you think about if it's practical and if it isn't and you love it, you override that. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? And then you're like, I'll make it practical, which you won't, you know? And then, but you do think of it as nourishing, you know? And that's, that's fascinating to me. So I, and I, I, it may sound crazy that I'm going down that road, but that's something I'm so glad you mentioned and you keep using the word because, I mean, that's what a family needs. That's what a person needs is is nourishment in order to thrive, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm not, yeah. And so so um, tell me, like, what if you have, you you deal with numbers as well, right? Like the, the house has a number and we all have a number, right? Yes. Uh, so numbers in Feng Shui has a different representation, you know? Uh, I remember a few years, uh, several years back, uh, one of my uh, teachers, he's this, and this is a different teacher I'm talking about. Um, and the reason why I find it so interesting for him to tell me that, because uh, he is a somewhat retired uh, NASA uh, scientist, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but he has, been, uh, he has been studying Feng Shui uh, for over, like, almost 50 years. Mm -hmm. And I took a certain course with him at the time, and then he, he was like, hey, Sergio, just... He told me that feng shui, it's much more mathematical than people think. Right. You know? and, and yes, you know, the numbers has a different representation of different things, but uh, it's relationship to different area, different things in life, you know. And, this was, a uh, Na he'd worked for NASA and then he did this? Yes, yes. That yes. is so interesting. No, no, I think that's, I mean, you would say never, but now the, now the way that you're beginning to explain it, I... You know, I can I can see how that would work. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, and so, what example, did he talk about the numbers? So he was saying, you know, for example, the uh, you know we are I'm sure we are all familiar with uh, the Chinese twelve zodiac, right? Yeah. So he was saying it's not like all made up superstition. It's actually all based on uh, you know the energy uh, in the constellation, you know, and each energy represents different things. Right. In our life, a different stage in our life, you know, um, and it's hard, it's hard for me to really go in depth right now. But um, back in ancient time, when the ancient Chinese astronomers, you know, they was uh, looking at the sky and they was trying to observe the relationship of which certain constellation at different position and how they influence us. Right. You know, that influence our behavior, our house, and things like that, our environment, you know. And they didn't know anything about the, gra uh, you know, the gravity pool or, you know, magnetic field. They didn't, they have no clue what that was, but they just have this idea of, oh, something's definitely influenced our overall lifestyle, you know. And 
there weren't that many educated people back in the day. So they just decided to use uh, either numbers or uh, farm animals. I love it. <laughs> you know, as relationship to the thing they were talking about. Right. You know? So for example, each uh, individual zodiac represents different kind of uh, constellation in the uh, universe. <laughs> Oh my God, that's fantastic. And also, but then you also have elements with it. Like yes. sometimes there's a metal and a wood and that. Fire, yeah. yeah, I. that's just amazing. Like that's just so interesting to me, you know? And yeah. I know a lot of people who know their Chinese Zodiac as much as they know their um, Westerns, you know, like they, you know, it goes, it goes just as deep. And when I look at it, like, if I sort of read about mine or, you know, then I am sometimes like, oh, God, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's really true. As a as broadly as a th as a thing, there's things in it that I'm like, yeah, you know, I am really loyal, <laughs> so, like, you, know, uh, you know, but um, so um, so when you. You did this um, at a company where you were I'm assuming you were hired for something else and then you became the person who did this. Yes, that was the time when I was working for the uh, big corporate, you know, at right. the time. Right, uh, and then, and, and now you go out with casinos and everything. And is that, like, do you help them assess whether or not they want to buy the piece of land? Or do you help them the first where they put the first shovel? <laughs> take, like, what so, what is it? Uh, personally, I haven't done casinos yet, you know. Okay. Uh, those are my, uh, my teachers, you know. Uh -huh. uh, but I have done multiple uh, uh, big, like, business, right. like, you know, when they try to... Uh, establish their site um, right. and oh okay because I uh, recently actually last year I helped uh, uh, a business that right. really is kind of uh, built from ground up okay and it is in Utah uh -huh. and they're not even um, they're not even Chinese or Asian they actually you know they just know something is, is really special with Feng Shui so they reach out to me and and then I explain to them why um certain things need to be done a certain way, you know, and why the site that is building that they chose uh, need to be done a certain way. And we look at the, um, uh, the external factor for, for sure, you know, and then we will go deep and look at the internal uh, flow. So I look at the floor plans um, with their business model. And the funny thing is that um, I had the project management, you know, um, experience in the past and then when i look at the full plan i mean oh no 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 that's not right that's not things. and they were like oh my god you know it's amazing that how uh i was able to pick out just yeah uh, the business aspect of the uh, um things and combine with uh, feng shui and make sure that everything has that flow not just feng shui wise but also uh how is it functional for the business they're trying to build? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There are times by um, I used to I lived in downtown LA for a while, and uh, and there are a lot of uh, developers, and I think there were like there are also a lot of Chinese developers and everything, and I know they were definitely maybe not officially, but I know they thought about it, and they, which I which I, I do think it's so great to think about the environment and how you're you're not just like putting up a high rise. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You think about what that does within the city, within for the people in it, how it's going to affect the other building, you know. And I lived in, um, it wasn't a high rise, but it was like, I mean, it was maybe 10, you know, 10 stories or whatever. And I remember when I walked in there, I was like, 
I feel like there's an element of feng shui in this, like somebody thought about it because I could just tell like that there's, it was square and where the kitchen was. And maybe that's a little more of what I know about like the other kind, like the black hat, the, the sort of more westernized thing. But I thought this, somebody, this is not random. And also the parking spaces for everyone was on the floor where where you were, you know, so that was a so it was it was done practical and made you feel safe, you know, and and I like I have never slept as well as I, as I did in that apartment. It was just it was such an interesting thing. So and I think it is practiced with a lot of developers. And that was an older building when I uh, well, it was 10 it was 10 years old when I moved in, which was an older building in uh, if it wasn't like a classical building in downtown LA, but now it's probably Maybe, you know, I don't know, when did I move there? Like 16 years, you know? So, like, that has been around. And I also thought, oh, it's one of the buildings that really survived, like, the crash in, uh, in you know, did they just, it kept going well within within that building. They kept renting stuff out. And, you know, so... Um, so it's... I, th I also had a condo at one point where I did... It was, like, perfectly square. And I also did a little bit of... Um, like a, a little bit of feng shui to it, and and I also decorated, which I thought was pretty and everything. And I sold it at the bottom of a market at the market not a really for a really good price, you know, because people are like, why is it so? It's just so great, and so. And I'm thinking, yeah, I spent some time thinking about this, <laughs> you know. So anybody, it's, it's also like very amateurish what I know, you know. I know the, the very little, but I also know what makes me feel good. And what makes me proud of something, you know? And so um, so I think we're all under this umbrella much more than, um, than, than we know. Have you ever had anyone who was like, did not believe in it and was like, I don't know why my wife or my husband or like, why do they want to do this? Or like my business part, what, what is happening? And then have them really understand it? Have you had some, like, a, a, have some, you, like somebody had been recruited into the feng shui belief? Have you ever had that happen? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> many times, many times. Uh, I can give uh, plenty of stories. Uh -huh. And um, uh, one of the uh, story, I, uh, there's two stories that kind of stands out, but one of them was, uh, they actually ended up becoming my uh, long-term clients for five years now. You know, every time they went to a, uh, um, they are very successful uh, in LA, and they uh, they are like real estate investor. And every time when they want to buy a new property, uh, they would send me information and ask me if I can assess it for them first before they purchase it. You know, before right. they make an offer. So it's like um, it was the wife who reached out to me, and we had a long conversation off the phone. And their background, it's. Um, uh, Persian, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they they're not too familiar with this type of, especially the husband. And then the husband came in with you know very much uh, being a not knowing what this is, and right. he was kind of not. I don't want to use the word non-believe, but he just okay, this is just not you know anything he was into. Right. And guess what? He ended up hiring me to do uh, feng shui for his office. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah, and then they. Uh, they asked me to uh, uh, to give them annual updates for function every year. <laughs> oh my god! Um, another case I can think of as um, a client of mine in Sacramento. She's a very successful. Um, she's a in medical profession, but very really successful. Okay, um, and her, her her husband as well. 
I remember when I first met them, um, and the wife said, oh yeah, this is, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Yang, uh, you know, Sergio Yang, okay. The husband just kind of like gave me the side eye and just walked away. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm going to, he will be one of the most, like most believers, the biggest believers, because the side eye people are always the ones who then go <laughs> deep into it, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, but it's one of those things I told her, hey, you know, it's not, I totally get it. I, did, I encountered this situation a lot. And mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, like it happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. And you know, it's fine, you know, and I just usually, because how, it is why people think um, classical feng shui or feng shui is uh, superstition at first place because, and this is another thing, I would tell all my clients, stop reading feng shui blocks. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it gives you, like it's like an amateur. Like what if you, like I always think, what if I was a doctor? I'm like, I read a doctor book <laughs> and now I'm going to, you know, I think about that because I have, I'm just dangerous enough to have a little bit of knowledge <laughs> to be like, oh, no, I need a plant, you know, and and then like being done with it and being like, yeah, I don't think this was the this was supposed to be, you know. Doesn't matter which function blog or function YouTube video. You <laughs> that's my favorite. Yeah, it's very one dimensional, you know, and that's why I actually personally chose not to write those uh, function blogs because I don't want to become very one dimensional. Way right, it takes me years to study this kind of knowledge and to have. Uh, understanding of all the in-depth layers right. of why we do certain things. And right. a lot of time, uh, my clients, they will call me and they they want a uh, three-second answer, but they don't realize the three-second answer. It took years of a study and understanding of the relationship right. of human energy yeah. versus our environment and also versus the influence from the universe. Right. You know, we are... The earth is so tiny and we're constantly being influenced, you know, with our surrounding, you know. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, so it takes me years to study that. So I think um, also back in ancient time, um, the Chinese, they're, uh, how they make up words so much harsher, you know, so everything can become really scary. You know, oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting because I had a Chinese, she was my acupuncturist for a while mm -hmm. and I loved talking to her, but once in a while she'd say stuff that I was like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I loved her and she was, I knew she didn't have an evil bone in her body, but she would use words that I was like, yeah. You know, like, and, but I always listened. She would always be like, you need to live in a townhouse and you need to play golf. And I was like, I don't live in a townhouse. And I, but I, I knew why she was, would do it. Cause she had like this idea of like, she might, sometimes she would do my chart before and then try to explain it to me. But I didn't, because I didn't really understand the Chinese aspect of it, but I loved it. Like, I was like you know, and so, so she's like, you just need, you need to live in a townhouse because you need to have people close but have your own space and I'm like but I live in a house you know, like you know and so so but the words were often that's so interesting tell me more about that because I didn't yeah, yeah. so there you know the feng shui word they made up can sound really really scary and just keep in mind back in the day you know um because the maybe because technology was different mm -hmm. um the medical uh Technology wasn't that advanced. So if you get some kind of disease, you die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Not like now, you know, because you're like, oh, oh you my have God. a toothache? Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everything can sound really, really scary. Okay. Um, so I 
really try to use the approach like, okay, yes, it meant this way, but it doesn't really really mean this way. It just meant, okay, if you encounter, if you have this type of uh, possibility this year, and it's all about possibility, it's not about, it will happen to you for sure. In Feng Shui, oh. it's all about possibility. What might happen to you? Doesn't matter, good or bad. Okay. And so, so if if it's let's say it was bad, like then it's setting it for a more positive uh, possibility. Like I know there's like the number four that like Chinese people and now you know if you if if your address adds, adds up to four, is it, I mean I could be mistaken on this, but the word for four is also the name for death in in China. So in Chinese, or is it, I don't know, is it Mandarin? I don't want to confuse any of the languages. Um, but I'm, I'll just say I'm from Denmark. So when people go, you're Swedish, right? I'm like, how dare you? And I mean, I'm obviously like so much Swedish in my blood because we're so close, you know? So I'm, but I do, I, I try to be as, as clear with people as possible when, when, uh, when I, so I was thinking with the number four, that's just what I've heard. You know, it has this, it's the same word for that. And that's not good. But I'm assuming there's a lot of houses with number four and also, you know, numbers that add up to four. Yeah, I mean, yes, uh, in, in terms of culturally, okay, mm -hmm. and linguistically, it has a similar sound to death mm -hmm. in many different Chinese dialects, okay? Mm -hmm. But that's not feng shui, though. That's just more of a cultural oh, okay. association. Right. Yeah. And then because feng shui was made and was you know created in ancient china so th there is a lot of um cultural and social influences over this particular practice you know right. um and i always tell people hey you don't need to be chinese to practice feng shui anyone can practice feng shui you know right and there is this um cultural and social influences to this practice but the thing is as long as you have that understanding of to a certain level okay right. Um, it's so easy to practice. Um, oh, my spouse, my husband, he's a non-believer in Feng Shui when we first met. Okay. <laughs> Not a believer at all. Um, but hey, he's like, he will come to me like, what should we do this year? It's Feng Shui. <laughs> <laughs> After Mary for so many years, he would come to me like, what do we do this what do we, year? We have to do something. <laughs> yeah. That is so, but of course, because when you, when you start like being sort of in a way, inundated with harmony and get used yeah. to that. You don't want to get unused to that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like laughing at something the other day because I just bought a new um, property and I was looking at the garden because the garden was very, it's just full of like these very pretty, but not very comfortable white marble stones that just covered the whole house. And it sort of looks like a moon landscape, you know, <laughs> and but not what I wanted for like a cozy, beautiful garden. But then I was like looking at the, the you know, the garden from the outside. And I was like, oh, this is the left corner, this is the right corner. And this is with my little tiny, you know, knowledge of it. I was like looking at it from that, like, oh, the corner, what's in the corners, where do I need to put? And then I had my gardener there and I was like, oh, there's a tree there. That's supposed to be a fruit tree. And he goes, yes, that's a date tree. And I was like, oh my God, I have a date tree. And I was like, oh, date, that means also dating. And it's also, if I look at it in the love and relationship corner of, of my, my property and this, and suddenly I got myself so far into it that I was like, do I want a date tree in my, in a, like I got so, and I was like, you need to lay off with your very little, your tiny, tiny pieces of knowledge about this particular thing. So I try to be as, 
as sort of, but it is fun for me to go down the road of, I mean, I'm a writer, so it is fun for me to go down the road of crazy first and then be like, and this is what really happened, you know? Um, but I was, it's, I think, I think everybody I know are aware of it. You know, everybody I know are aware of it. And everybody looks at their houses with, most of the time, unless they're re- they're feng shui practitioners, you know, they look at it with that little piece, little tiny pieces of knowledge that we have, you know. And I don't know if that's good or bad, you know. No, it's good. You know, I think I always tell. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but one of the things I did want to mention to you right away is um, when um, even within my own home or my clients when they have food tree in their in their home, it's great. And that means nourishment. And that means you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you are getting a lot of, uh, you know, fruit, you know, what can, that's, right. that's better. That's great. You know, but how close the tree it is to your home, especially this fruit tree. Okay. Right. Um, because when you think about fruit tree, right. Uh-huh. It attracts birds. Oh yeah. Attracts different type of, uh, wild creatures. That is very true. <laughs> and oh, most importantly, and there's nothing against this. All creature in the world on Earth is all you know precious. Okay, right. but at the same time, it's about having a balance. Right. We don't have too much of one thing. Right. That's really funny because my old house had it had avocado and oranges and and two like lemons and some other you know some other uh, fruit that I didn't know because the couple who had lived there before me they lived there for fifty years they had planted some some. Uh, trees that I just they were Japanese and I had no idea what they were but it was so fascinating but the orange tree was in the far corner of the property and I never really got to it because it, it was very abundant with oranges but the birds had always eaten it like by the time you got in there you're like there's just a lot of uneaten like like when somebody just takes a bite out of an apple and yeah. leaves it do you know what I mean I was like every time I would just be like yeah, it's just I'm never going to get a glass of orange juice. <laughs> so that's so interesting that you say that. It, what does it attract? You know, you yeah, know? what does it attract? Okay, and then oh, it's great to have that. And but also keep in mind, okay, um, it may be beneficial to you, but you might also take some extra precautions against you know with having that fruit tree right. in your home. If right. it's too close, then you need to make sure that hey, you know, you need to have proper pest control. Right. Oh, that's you might, so interesting. You might attract, you know, like, you know, rats and stuff like that, or mice, right. you know, because yeah. they do eat those fruits, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's all relationship, you know, yeah. having something nice, but also make sure that, hey, something's also prepared. Right. That's, yeah. that's very, I mean, I never, I mean, I never even knew about that in terms of, <laughs> you know, like it attracts, you know, elements that... We may or may not want in a garden. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's always like you have a hedge, so you can maybe either see your neighbors or not. But it's like that fruit tree, you know. And so this, but this is also now we're getting into environment, like also like environment as the the stuff that we now need to take care of. And I think within feng shui, there's so because of the harmony that feng shui sort of pledges. It must be really grateful for when we are sort of looking at what we're doing to our own environment as a whole, as, as a world right now. Um, like th- there must be something within feng shui that I'm not saying has a fix for it, but within ourselves every day, we can do something to keep, you know, a good environment. I don't know if yeah. I'm now out on a complete ledge, but no, you know, no, might no. Be. <laughs> I, I thought of this, I thought of this myself too. And it's so hard because, you know, um, 
Hmm. Uh, there's it's so hard because uh years ago and uh long time like i would say 20 years ago when i was doing my um med meditation class at the mm -hmm. time and one of my uh my guru was telling me that um, that when we have inner peace then we will have oral peace right mm -hmm. and, and nowadays every, you know people get so agitated so easily you know um <laughs> it's, it's crazy you know right. it, people get so agitated right away and it doesn't matter from social media or just driving on the street in LA or anywhere just, right. you know we really have to like ground ourselves and center ourselves right? right and um and I was telling this to my uh my spouse yesterday I was oh my god you know now I just don't even like to go linger to different stores I just want to drive home right away and right. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I don't know it's and everything we touch, it's not necessarily environmentally friendly. Right. As much as we want to be yeah. uh, conscious about it. Right. Everything we touch, you know, our cell phone, the car we drive. Right. All of it. All of it. Like, yeah. You know? None of it is ever going to be. That's a great idea for environment. That's so interesting. Yeah. No. So, so I think the the way of like how we become responsible for our own environment for to make us happy is also like how we can you know, be responsible for the world without like wondering about our cell phones and our cars. So I like I you just made me think of so many things like talking about environment and nourishment and which I really didn't think about feng shui because of that. Like I and also to be quite honest, when me and my friends would go on and start like feng shuiing, we would really only focus on a couple of things. And yeah. that would be the love and relationship corner and the wealth corner. <laughs> and everything else we're like I'm you know like I'm I've read a lot of books I don't you know I don't have to you know like but so I'm assuming like everything would always be a little off <laughs> do you know what I mean because that's what we really wanted you know there's that health corner like and mm, that's fine but like you know love and relationship they're always like they they are heavy on the house you know and so um is there a way that you can get so into it that maybe you're you know sort of mismanaging your own you know nourishment oh absolutely um um it's about having a balance you right. know um i have a client she's a, a singer from hong kong mm -hmm. and she's very um she likes to do everything perfectly and mm -hmm. i told her that we can follow feng shui principle all the way sometimes because we only try to um have the balance because if we try to do everything at every corner at every corner of our home mm -hmm. it'll be un unattainable right. <laughs> it'll be very un unattainable and we don't want to put put so much focus on one section either because then they'll become off balance you know right. and, um as you know country energy uh change every year Right. Um, and, and that we didn't we didn't have time to think about. Do you know what I mean? So tell me about that, because what do you do when several people are? I know there are ways of I mean, and stop me because I know very little about this. Um, but like it's there's a direction of your bed that's better one year than another year. Is that am I am I off or is this something that there are like fixes for so you don't have couples? sleeping with their feet on one side is that or am i making it oh, up yeah I mean, there is definitely fixes for that you know uh, like for example um and this is just really general okay right. really general yeah. and i don't want to you know scare people or 
give people the wrong hope. Uh-huh. You mentioned something really um, interesting earlier that about relationship and wealth, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the end of, like last year, the southeast and the east section was not very promising mm-hmm. in 2021. And this year changed the, the pattern. This year uh, in the southeast and east, okay, mm-hmm. and south, okay, all these three corners is actually a really promising corner, okay? Uh-huh. Um, and do you want to emphasize so much more on those co- corners? Yeah, you do, you know. But at the same time, the best practice is having that nice balance, okay? Right. Um, you don't want to de- neglect other part of the, part of the house. No, the yeah. Time, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you want to really kind of like um, um, make a quote-unquote a corner mm-hmm. uh, activated energy, I always suggest to my clients, hey, you know, cleanliness, declutter, um, tidiness is the best practice. And if you are sleeping and happen to be in a corner, for example, if your bedroom happened to be in the southeast corner, it, and this year it's great for you to really like you know learn with gaining gaining wisdoms and making connections socially. Right. And if your front door happened to face uh, south, that's great because this year south corner is related to um, uh, happy events, you know, right. um, gaining popularity, gaining fame, uh-huh. you know, things like that, you know, right. and. But people like people will be like, oh, what if my bathroom is in the south corner? Nothing wrong with that. You know, <laughs> just make your bathroom nice and tidy and make your own bathroom a nice little right. um, oasis. Yeah. You know, because I love my bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I do too. Yeah. Like I have yeah. to love my bathroom because otherwise that's I don't know how to function. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, in classical feng shui, bathroom has a, such a negative connotation to it. But in the modern day, it's not because you know, to me, a bathroom is a place where we keep clean. Right. And when we keep clean, we can be healthy. Yeah. You know, it's a place to really nourish and really cultivate that the spiritual, you know, health and physical health together. So Right. I mean, I love like baths are like my one part of my whole practice of like just being s- slightly sane, you know. And <laughs> and so, yeah, my bathrooms always have to look good and feel good. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's um. so what if like suddenly this year you have a north facing door? Like, are you just what are you supposed to do? Like, maybe you don't even know where your your door faces. I don't know if I know my, where my door faces, but yeah. what what would you do for north? Oh, you don't even know where your door facing or, I, you know, but I'm just saying with with people who are, like had the south facing door last year, this year. It's a great year. So what if you suddenly have a north-facing door? There must be things that you can do to that poor door. <laughs> no, yes. You know, doesn't matter which uh, which direction your, your door face, okay? Uh-huh. Just picture the door. It's like uh, the mouth of your home. Oh, uh, okay. You know, it's where taking your energy, okay? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, our mouth, we can take in healthy energy. Mm-hmm. We can Taking, taking healthy nutrients or just empty calorie at the same time, you know, right. yeah. depends. Regardless of, you know, good and bad, we just really always want to make sure that um, that your front door, it's always nice for your clutter, okay? Uh-huh. Um, no dead plants. If the no dead plants. plants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. you know, remove it, you know. Right. Um, you know, just as little clutter as possible and, you know, definitely right. angry and inviting. It's kind of like the place where you first Greet your uh, friends, your yes. family. Yeah. It's the first place where you open your door and invite possibility into your home. Right. My I mom always, my mom used to tell me when I was a little boy that I need to be tidy and, uh, and clean because she would be saying, uh, 
oh, if I'm a messy boy, the uh, prosperity, if the prosperity God sees me, I will freak him out and he will not come to me. <laughs> so that's that would have worked in my family too. We'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, picture that saying, uh, hey, right. you know, it's very true. Yeah. When we want to have possibility and opportunity come into our life, right? We want to make sure that it works from within. And right. our home, our office, our yeah. space, it's the first place when we work with. It is true when your office is cluttered, wherever you work is cluttered, your your mind is not there. Also because you're constantly going, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. You're not actually working, you know, like suddenly you're like, I got to fold my sheets, you know, like, and I noticed that a lot. I mean, I tended to, before the quarantine, often work outside of my home because, I mean, I had to like, you know, create creative, right? Because I like, I'm I am a work at home person and I always have been. But um, so I sort of like created all these spaces where I knew, oh, this is a place I can work or this is a place I can work. Not because it was, it was cluttered, um, but because it was sort of cluttered with me in the way that when I'm in my home, I'm like in my home, I'm very aware of it. I'm very sort of aware of everything. So I'm not necessarily as concentrated as I should be, you know? And so um, that's very funny that you're talking about that. And I also, I just set up my new new house and I have a tendency to go, it doesn't, it's not the most practical desk, but it's so pretty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And so I end up with a desk that's kind of useless as a desk, you know, and suddenly I'm like, I don't want to, you know, and so I have to be very careful with the, the pretty element because, because suddenly I'm just like, I just, now I have a round desk that's really difficult to deal with. And, <laughs> and, um, and it's just stuff like I do that. And, and it's, it's not easy to the upkeep of like where you put your stuff is it takes up so much brain space, you know? And uh, so that's very interesting that you talk about the clutter because you can literally have clutter without seeing it just because something is not practical and it's hard to deal with, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I certainly, I certainly can. You know? <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those things that the, uh, the cluttering, is, because essentially it's about uh, brain harmony within uh, human energy. Mm-hmm energy and heaven energy and heaven uh, in ancient time heaven is, is related to universe yeah. whatever we cannot see you know um so in terms of cluttering that is it's the uh the human energy aspect of it you know right how we somehow um we need to kind of like try to embrace that side of us and figure out oh why do we have this particular behavior you know mm-hmm. um and and then you know then try to bring other aspect of function into our life right. you know? and um yes <laughs> i mean yeah it's a it's it's so interesting how you um conscious or con- unconsciously create either harmony or disharmony by, yes. by like just having to have it a certain way and then being like this is unworkable this is un i mean i just moved in and my my parents were out here for a couple of days and and they're like you have many chairs but we still can't figure out where are people going to sit because it's true. I didn't have a dedicate because I love creating like little areas, but I'm like, there's not a solid let's meet here and sit area. I'm like, no, but it looks good. And now I'm like really suffering from that. Now I'm like, okay, I have to have a dedicated dining table. <laughs> I have to have a de- like it has to be somewhere and I have to have a dining room, you know, because I'm like, I'll use this room for, 
you know, meditating or, you know, God knows what. And I'm like, you don't need a whole room, you know, like, so it, it was just really, um, like I tend to be unpractical in my search for beauty, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so I really like, I'm going to maybe change my desk, <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, yeah. but it's, so um, it's, I love um, talking about it because to me, it's almost like, this is now I'm going to go way out on the limb and people are going to be like, no, no, it's not like that. But um, to me, feng shui, the way you talk about it is almost like neurology because we're, you know, like when our brain gets set in certain ways, our brain is, is can be changed a certain amount, a certain amount of it can be learned and unlearned, you know, but like, you know, it's sort of keeping that harmony, you know, and making sure you're not inhaling knowledge or ideas or like that you shouldn't be you know and that you you know and so when you're talking about this feng shui like you know I have best intentions but I'm seeing that it's not going to work you know and um when you talk about feng shui it, it does have that and I never knew a lot about the the old school I only knew about the 86 school <laughs> do you know what I mean um that's I really wanted to talk to you because I'm like oh, there's going to be a wealth here and we're probably not even going to cover everything today. Um, but that whole thing about, you know, in creating the environment and the nourishment for yourself. So you're nourished. And I think that's so wonderful because we also like, you know, I had a friend who painted a whole wall purple and she's, you know, she's not, she wasn't necessarily into purple, but that was the, I don't, I don't remember. I think it was, I think it was the wealth corner that had to be purple. And, and I was thinking, you know, and we were laughing about it because I'm like, I don't know if we have to go that far. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think there are other ways to, to introduce it, but we didn't know. And we also had an enormous amount of fun with it, you know? Um, and then we had to live with the consequences, you know? <laughs> um, so um, this is so, so, Tell me the school again that you went to, because I know there's a school up there because I've talked to them a few times because I've been very interested in in learning more about this. But um, I'm always interested in learning and I end up learning, going, you know, taking way too many courses and creating a career. And, you know, so it's it was at the one in Oakland. And I think there's one still there. Yeah, so they're I'm, actually uh, they actually quite a few uh, feng shui school in Oakland. Okay. There's one in San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even New York City, you know. Um, no. In USC? Few, no, uh, New York City. Oh, New York City. I thought you said USC. Yeah. I'm like, no. I mean, yeah. it will. And then, <laughs> it will yeah, and there are so many different <laughs> schools. And uh -huh. then it's, to me, it's if someone comes to me and asks me which school should I take, right? And doesn't matter if, uh, if they want to study classic feng shui or even uh, the uh, BT, uh, the Western feng shui. To me, it's, it's about what speak to them first. Right. What do you want to learn first? What do you want to get right. out of this? Okay. Right. Yeah. It's not about who's right, who's wrong. It's about what do you want to get out of this? You know. Um, and so, and I, how you mentioned earlier the BTB, uh, the Western Feng Shui, I have many colleagues who have practiced Western Feng Shui, and I think it's really fascinating. You know, um, so to me, it's about our own journey, how right. we get from there. And right. yeah, and I think uh, my journey is slightly different because I've been doing this since I was a uh, uh, little kid. <laughs> right. No, that's why I wanted to know about it because yeah. I, you know, like it's, it's truly a, a huge study. 
Like, this is a huge study. Then we sort of run around and, you know, do little things. So, um, and I, there's so many aspects to it. And I really love the idea of you going with clients and saying, you know, this piece of land or that piece of land and and then um, creating a place from there. And I love that you have people calling you and going, we have to buy a house. Because, again, that's that's mind-boggling a lot of the time. There's a, you know, you always get, like, that feeling afterwards of like, oh, I bought a house. You know, so it's good to like if you've had sort of, you know, your house therapist <laughs> with you to say, yeah, you know, like maybe you don't want to get into, quote unquote, this relationship with this house. You know, you want to. I think that's really wonderful that you do that. And I think it's uh, and you also seem very loving about, okay. you know, like how because because I've also heard it in different ways where it's just I did have a reading from a feng shui person once like she did some sort of. um map of my life and it was really depressing and, and I was like I don't think my life you know I can get dark and everything I'm like but I don't think it's this but she's like oh this is what happened to you but this will be fine because you blah 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 and she started talking about something that does not interest me you know and and I was just like god you have to be careful you have to this is not something you can half-ass you have to be really careful when you start um you know opening up you know, it's like going to a psychic that's going to tell you something crazy and you don't really believe it. But suddenly you're like, mm, I don't know, you know. So, you know, being careful with, again, like, you know, knowledge is something else. And I think the fact that you take your, um, you know, clients on that journey and even have clients who are like, I don't believe in it to like, can you come and look at my house? You know, is that's just such a wonderful thing, you know, like. That's just a wonderful thing. And I hope, you know, we can feng shui the whole world. We need it, you know. Um, but, um, oh, my God, it's been so amazing. I Can you come back? Because I oh, know God. I'm going to leave today um, and I'm going to be like, oh, I didn't. I want to know about this and I want to know about that. And so it would be great if you could come back at some point in the future. Absolutely. I would love to talk more about and just different love, uh, different you know life aspect, and it was great talking to you about Feng Shui today because uh, yeah, it's great to be able to talk to someone who is so um, you know in tune and open about different subject in life. Yeah, it's, it's just stuff great. that interests me so much because yeah. home means so much to me. Like I'm like my home space has like I have to I feel very strongly about it, you know, and so harmony. Um, and, you know, somebody going to you, don't do, don't put that there, you know, to put the, you know, it's, it's almost like therapy and relationships where you're like, I think he's great. I've seen about 9,000 red flags, but I'm going to use them as a parade, you know, like it's like, and have somebody go, you know, you know, maybe just hold off and do this thing over here, you know? And I think that's a very loving thing. And I, you know, I sometimes see houses as people and environment as people. So I think going in and giving people a sense of, of hope and safety is more than like, that's the most you can give a person. And I think it's so wonderful what you do and, and how many years you've studied and how many years you've been doing it and, and all the different walks of life that are suddenly attracted to feng shui. I think it's really uh, great. Yeah. You've definitely opened my mind so much that it, I probably won't be able to sleep. <laughs> but um, but it's just so, it was so wonderful having you here, Sergio, and, and I might, I'm going to need to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much and have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.